I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here today. How are you feeling? Are you confident in where you're at? Uh, I mean, we all have reasons not to be, I think, at times, but I think it's something that we can develop in a healthy way, not arrogance, not, you know, uh, over-reliance on self, but a godly confidence. What does that look like? How do we do that? Well, we're going to talk about that today, and my guest has written a book on that subject, shockingly enough. It's called Collecting Confidence, and it's written by Kim Gravel. And Kim, uh, you may recognize her. She's a motivational speaker, TV personality, entrepreneur, uh, podcast host, uh, someone who is just out doing the thing. Uh, and she's taking a little time to, to talk to us today. So I'm grateful to have her. Kim, how are you doing? I'm blessed. Thank you for having me. Now, I, I read in the notes, and this is something I wouldn't know. Forgive me. It's not on my favorites list of channels, but you got your start on the QVC channel? Well, actually, I got my start on a reality TV show, believe it or not. Oh. I, it, you know, I'm, I'm partially, you know, I say that with hesitation. It was a nice reality TV show on <laughs> Lifetime, but nonetheless, it was a reality TV show. But yeah, QVC is uh, is really what kicked the whole thing off for me. Well, I see. I didn't. I missed that part. What was the reality show? It was called Kim of Queens. Is New York? No, <laughs> I'm, so I'm so no, confused. I'm so confused. You are good. You are good. <laughs> now it um, it was a, a show right around you know getting girls ready for beauty pageants. Oh. Um, I was a I was a Miss Georgia way back in the day, like many many decades ago. <laughs> and so um, we would train girls and get them ready for for life. Really, I say pageants, but it was it was a, a ministry slash mission for me to oh. really empower women, young girls especially, to be confident. All right. Well, I. I missed. I missed it. <laughs> not my genre. <laughs> well, but, hey, I was gonna say it might not be your, yeah, your audience. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't think I was the target audience on that. I was over <laughs> I on so. you know uh, the NHL network ESPN, or NFL yes, network. You're exactly right. I mean that, that I is the it. honest truth. All right. So in in the book, I mean you you've done a lot. I mean you, success. I mean more than I even realized. Right. Um, so yeah, of mm. course you're confident. What are you trying to no. tell others? Yeah, I'm not confident. Every day, every day is up and down. You know, it's we wrote the I wrote the book and we wrote the title and everything because I think we're in a crisis of confidence. I think it's a place where everybody. I mean, comparison is crazy mm -hmm. with social media and every. And I have two teenage boys and everybody's looking at everybody else, what they're doing and sports and hype videos and moms looking at other moms and dads trying. You know, everybody is just in this comparison world and and I just saw that there was such a crisis of confidence. And I mean, I know why there truly is a crisis of confidence and you do too. And that's a lack of Christ centered confidence. Mm. It's a lack of trusting that, that we are here for a purpose and for a reason. And um, I was speaking at so many different places, churches, community groups, corporate settings. Um, I speak a lot to businesses about business. And I would ask this question, I would say, um, how many people out there believe they have a purpose? Hmm. And everybody would raise their hand. Yeah. Everybody said, yes, I believe that I have a purpose and everyone has a purpose. And I said, okay, put your hands down. And then I would say, okay, how many of you know what that purpose is? And it was like <laughs> crickets. I mean, you could, you could hear the air conditioning blowing. I mean, it was just hmm. that silent. 
And I really started exploring through the Word of God, purpose and confidence and what we really are as believers to be in this, wor- in this world, into mm-hmm. the world. And so being a woman that's in the world but not of it, um, God just started unveiling all of these, you know, his mysteries when it comes to being confident. Because I think sometimes as Christians, we think that's a dirty word. And then I think sometimes in the world, it's it, it's promoted too much or mm. false sense of confidence. So uh, that's what took me on the journey to write this book. Okay, so well, let's get to that. How would you define the confidence we should have and maybe contrast it with what we shouldn't have? I think confidence is a, is a concoction of a lot of different things. It's knowing who you are in Christ. Identity. Um, it, it, identity. It starts with him. Um, and then knowing why you're here. I think I think that that's the big thing. I mean, I think even as believers, we're like, okay, we know. I mean, I've been I've been a Christian since I was seven years old. I, I, I accepted Christ as my Savior. I believe that. I, I know that without a shadow of a doubt. I know where my eternity is set. But I, I, it took me a long time to get to know what my purpose was. It took me about 40 years to figure that out. So for me, that's the big question, especially for us believers. And for those who don't believe God, because so many people say, well, Kim, I don't believe in God. Because like I said, I'm in the world, but not of it. I said, that's okay, honey, because he believes in you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he really does. And he has a plan for us. But on my particular journey, I confidence starts, in my opinion, with meekness not weakness, but meekness. Mm. It's that being less of who we think we should be to be more of who he's created us to be. Yeah, yeah. And when I figured that out, or when he gave me that wisdom and he dumped that knowledge in me, because Lord, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I'm not that smart. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a little bit of street smarts. And, uh, you know, I'm not young and, and, and energetic like I used to be. I mean, it's truly the hand of God. And he has unfolded that for me. And I know if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. Hmm. Uh, just as an aside, the energy level is just fine. Uh, <laughs> it's quite good, actually. It's, it's, it's Again, great. Uh, I, I love it. That's the so, Lord. That ain't me. So, that's yeah, the Lord. <laughs> okay. So that we're, we're, we'll check that box off. Uh, okay. So no. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, you guys watching, sorry. Um, no, that's hilarious. That just made my whole day. You have no idea. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so, but uh, so a couple things here. I mean, and I think okay. you're you're nailing it right there because, okay, I think it starts with identity. It does, and that's where so many people are just. I mean, they're floundering in that, uh, and they're trying to find that, or they're trying to create right. that. And social media has given everybody a platform to create that. And you know, as Christians, we're like, you know, your identity is in Christ, and. and people's eyes glaze over when they're like, okay, that sounds great. I have no idea what that means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How do, how do we get that established? Cause I really do think you, if you don't ever go there, then you can get into purpose and it can get weird or way off track. Uh, and or, you new agey. or new agey. Yeah. Be I, mean, frank. I mean, it can get off track big time. You can start looking at other things other than him. That's so true for, for me. Identity started, through all of the huge messes and mistakes I made in my life. That's interesting. I mean, it really, really did. I mean, uh, believe it or not, I'm type A. I know it's hard to believe. Um, I've always been a driven person Mm. and I've always wanted more out of life, but for all the wrong reasons. And so I made so many epic 
fail mistakes of my life. I went through a, a divorce. I went through, first of all, I got into the marriage, should have never done it to begin with. Painful divorce, the first time ever in my entire family. You know, mm. by 23, I was already divorced. Mm. Um, I, I've, I've, I've had a near-death experience in a childbirth. I mean, it, not near-death, it was done. And I, I've had so many mistakes that I've made with my life, but it's through those mistakes that I think has led me to my identity in Him. Mm-hmm. When I realized I have absolutely no control, I have absolutely no um, way of becoming successful or confident through my own doing, and I started really finding my identity in the Word of God, through the Word of God and in Him, mm-hmm. it's when my life started taking on this supernatural amazing adventurous success right hmm. That's and it's not been easy not been easy right no yeah well you know, <laughs> never is um but never. Th- so that's interesting because i was going to say on the the next sort of s- step or next thing in, in purpose that a lot of times we do learn from our failures because yes. i know for me a little bit it was a little bit of trying this and going mm, that ain't it uh, and, and I think that's okay. I mean, yeah, that's why you can say it's a journey, and that's part of the journey. So I, I think we can learn from those things. And I, but on the identity, I hadn't really thought about that application as much. But it's very interesting that you say that because you wonder sometimes, okay, why would God let me go through that pain? You know, why would God let me go through that failure? And I think sometimes it's because I could have told you, or someone could have told you, you know, maybe you shouldn't get into this marriage. Uh, well, you they know, did. Did. They did. Okay, they did. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now you go, you, and you know it. <laughs> there's, there's no question about it because no doubt you you live the failure, and I think that's why God can use failure. I don't think He causes it. I think He lets us go our direction when we don't listen um, or don't know. Uh, and so it's very interesting to to see that sort of whittling down process until you get to that identity. And here's the question. Once you say, okay, I think my identity is in, in Christ and who he says I am and meekness is the way and all those things that are biblical, that are Jesus following, yes, did that work for you? No, not immediately. No, That's <laughs> not at all. It, you know, because I had a lot of bad habits to mm. break. Mm. You know, I was, I was 35 when I, I mean, as a believer, you know, my eternity was set, but, you know, my journey on this earth was not. And when I was 35, I became tired. I was so tired. Mm. I was so exhausted from the trying and just, and just, just trying, whatever that is. And it looks different to everybody else. You know, mine was trying to be this perfect business entrepreneur and trying to have the perfect marriage and be the perfect parent. I mean, I, I was exhausted from trying and some people are exhausted from that, their financial struggles or their health journey or, you know, their marital problems or their, you know, prodigal son children. I mean, who knows? I mean, everybody's got their, but no, I, it didn't happen immediately. But it was that day to day, and I cannot stress this enough, it, it, the day to day discipline, and it had to be a discipline. It had to be something that I, when I did it, when I didn't want to, of sitting down and getting still and quiet and getting in his word hmm. is where he really started molding that lump of mess of clay that I had made of my life. 
that's when I really started seeing confidence and and energy and purpose and everything start to bloom. I mean, I hate to use that analogy, but because it's so, you know, people say it's cheesy, but it truly was this, this blooming. Yeah. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a birthing. It was this coming up under the soil and and blooming. So that reminds me of, you know, Jesus saying, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Yes. And if you look at a vine and branches, the fruits on the other end. And I think a lot of times we look at the fruit and we don't look at the vine. And then as branches, we get detached from the vine, and that's when the fruit dies and the branches worn out. And what I hear you saying, <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what I hear you saying is that you decided to focus on the vine. That's it. And that's when you find your identity. And then the yep. fruit naturally occurs. You don't have to look for it as much. You don't. It finds you. It just happens. It just blooms, like you said. And when you said, you just said something in it. it and when I say tired, I mean, I'm not just talking like physically tired. I'm talking spiritually, emotionally weary. Dry. Yeah. Dry as yeah. a bone. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm looking around at my friends, at my family, in my world, in my people, and it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it, uh, dry, I, I know this from my failure in my yard, dry, <laughs> dry branches break. Yeah, you know, uh, and the only way, uh, and thank God for the uh, the concept of grafting, you know, because right. we we can mm. get plugged back in easy, and and that sounds like that was a process with you, and but where it got you to a position where now you could move on mm-hmm. more to your purpose. Is that yes, a good yes. good way to put it? It is. And, you know, I, I say this too. You know, the messes don't uh, mess you up; they make you up. And purpose is not a vo- uh, uh, occupation. It's a vocation. It's it's a calling. Mm-hmm. It's something that I always say, like those horror movies, you know, they always say the call is coming from inside the house. It's the same type of thing with purpose. <laughs> and I think when we're younger, it's exciting. And I think when we get older, it haunts us. Mm-hmm. It's that thing going, you know, especially you get up, you know, you're 40, you're 50. Like, okay, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. Like you start asking yourself those questions. And sure. I, I think it's, it's it's a good question because when I say start where you are, we often think, well, I've missed it. You know, I'm too old or I'm too this or, you know, all of this. And I, I give this example, my mother, who is uh, 76, 76 years old, and she's lived a full God-fearing woman, crazy fun, alive, good health. And um, when I started the line on QVC, I said, mother, I said, um, I want you to come be my model. She's 76 years old. <laughs> and she was just like, what? I'm like, yeah, I want you to come and be on the model and be on TV. And I cannot tell you the ministry this woman has started mm-hmm. to women in her age group about getting back out there and really doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And and just this year, she's she's my swimsuit model. We just started swimsuit wear line. She was on national TV model swimsuit, 76 years old. Who would have thought? Yeah, That's could, big, right? She could have been on the cover of Sports Illustrated this year, too, with Martha Stewart. So. <laughs> Martha Stewart. I showed her that cover. I'm like, look, girl. Look, girl. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm talking about, is that you have to start right where you are. Um, and, and, and it starts with getting still with him. I, for me, it did. That's all I can say. It's, it's, it's been a game changer for my life. How much of that also requires, and when you look at success especially, uh, and even confidence, because I think the two are tied. Right. Um, it requires um, discernment 
and hearing mm-hmm. from God as opposed mm-hmm. to formulating our own plan and asking him to bless it. Ooh, I've done that. I think you we got are. that right. Yeah, right. Um, I, I, I just know for me, what I thought I would be doing is absolutely everything I never thought of but always wanted. <laughs> It's just like my husband now. He's everything I never thought of, but always wanted. And that's, that's, that's honestly, in a nutshell, that's what God has shown me. I I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I never thought about this. Uh, You know, it's one of those things where he is, he is a a God of surprises. He will, he, but he's never wrong. So what you think you want and what, you know, he, he knows you need and the, the true desire of your heart will show up when he provides that opportunity and he never doesn't provide the opportunity. I think we're always afraid. Is he, is he going to show up? Is he going to do his thing? He, he's always right on time. That you always sitting there going, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then he does it. And you know, for me, I'm hard headed. So it takes me a many, many times to learn. I can relate to that. You know, I, <laughs> I, I can't tell you, as the son of a televangelist, okay, which became a really dirty word in the late eighties when I went off to college. Um, I can't tell you how many times I said, I'm not going to do Christian television. Did you really? And, oh, are you kidding me? Like, I think you ask anybody in college, you know, where I was studying television and film and, and journalism. I mean, well, I'm, I'll do anything but that. All right. You know, <laughs> right, right. And uh, on top of that, oh, I Lord. never say never to God. Right. I um, know. I, I said, I'm never going to ask for money on television. And then I went overseas and saw the poverty and saw the, yes. the girls yes. rescued from sex trafficking and saw the oh. graves of children that died from waterborne diseases and went, I come back home and I'm in Starbucks and somebody's complaining because their latte is not just right and it costs them come five with bucks. It. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm not asking for money for myself. Uh, I will, uh, maybe I'll write a book and say, hey, you know, it's the best book ever written by me. Um, but right. I'll never shy away from saying, look, if you can help these people that are dying and, and we can do it in Jesus name, come on, bring it, you know? So I do but what, what purpose is that? I mean, that's like the biggest purpose of all. And I, I just think that it's, it's, it's so encouraging to hear you say that because a lot of us can't find our purpose, but I think a lot of us run from it. Yeah. We're just scared to death yeah. because yeah. some of the things we're called to do are big. Okay. Let me, let me ask you about that, because here's what happened with me. With me, And I wasn't, mm-hmm. like, running from God. Right, I got Never. you. I got you. Uh, I just was like, God, God, show me you know, your plan. There came. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you've been here probably. Rela- That's why you're laughing. I can relate to this. You know I can totally relate to this. I finally said, um, that's that S word, surrender. Okay, oh. God, not my will but yours. You heard me from what I'm going to do and not going to do and what I'm open to, what I'm not. <laughs> not my will but yours. I'm going to go ahead and say that, and I will surrender it to it. And you know what? In hindsight, best thing ever. Mm. There's a freedom in it, honestly. There, Talk about finding – I think I, I, I've been – no, I go on social media, go on TikTok and all these crazy things, and they show these little videos about how we're always in – what is it called? Crisis mode in our body, and mm. we're always like – you know, and, and I feel like that's how we are sometimes as believers and Christians. Like we're, we're serving Jesus, we're serving Jesus. But when we do that surrender, yeah. it's almost like a, oh, it's almost like a release. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're weary me, and heavy burdened, 
You go to him and he'll give yeah. you rest, but it requires I need it. giving up that heavy burden you've been carrying around and trying to shape and mold. All right. It's so true. I got to show people your book again. We're over halfway through and normally I do. this has just been a good conversation. This is Collecting is. Confidence by Kim Gravel, available now. Um, and I, there's a couple things I want to hit before I let you go. Uh, and one of them, I don't know what it is, but it's, I'm curious. What is power waiting? Uh, I'm a terror. I'm so impatient. <laughs> and for like half of my life, I prayed for patience. So it just shows you how, how thick I am sometimes. Not, you know, I want to be patient. And God put me in probably about 50,000 situations where I had to wait. And, <laughs> and I don't wait well. I'm, 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 you know, believe it or not, I'm a little cantankerous and bossy and edgy and driven and type A and, and Enneagram 8 and the whole nine yards. I mean, I can give you the list. And he would make me wait. And it just one time I was sitting talking to my dad, who is just this, he's calm, he's so wise. And he said, are you, are you ever going to learn this lesson, girl? And he said, why you wait? You're bored and you want it now. Prepare. Mm. So you don't really trust him. Because uh, he, he gives you the promise and you believe the promise, but then you just sit around and you're just whining and murmuring and complaining. And, you know, he said, prepare. And that's the power wait. You know, uh, a lot of people are waiting on their mate. They're waiting on their, you know, children. They're waiting on something, their breakthrough or whatever. And they're not preparing for it when they get it. And that was me. You know, uh, I'm over, I don't know, the last three years, over six, 700 interviews maybe. Mm. Uh, and years ago, I was frustrated where I was at mm. here at the ministry. This is not like yeah. way back when this is. Uh, maybe 10 years. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, I had one of those, why, what am I doing? Why am I here? Kind of right. Moments, right. And I, you know, sometimes I question whether I hear God all the time. Right. You know, I read the Bible. I can Me read too. that. He makes it easy. Thank you, God, for the Bible. Because, yeah. you know, these, you know, my dad, he's like, I was talking to God this morning and he was saying, da, 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 da. I'm like, <laughs> I don't I know, I've like, heard him say it. I'm like, come on. I know, right? So, but that, that's fine. I just, whatever. Um, but I heard I one word, one, one word, prepare. Right. I never heard anybody else say that in an interview. So you're the, you're the first. Oh uh, my gosh. Well, that, I, I think, but that's, I, for me, I always say this for me, cause y'all look, I, like I said, but I think if I do it, we all do it, but cause we're all the same, just in different ways. But, um, preparing is trust. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I don't trust, I really don't trust he's going to bring it or I would work for it. Prepare. I mean, not work for it, but prepare for it. I would, I would be busy about his business during the waiting period. So, okay. So here's the difference between you and me. Cause you're a lot like my dad, your, uh, lack of trust exhibits itself in trying to do it yourself. My lack of trust would exhibit mm. itself in, uh, is he ever going to do it? You know, mm. the is, doubt, doubt, doubt is exactly yeah. right. Oh, and, I doubt too, honey. I'm right behind you. Yeah, uh, and and but here's the thing: in the uh, in the waiting, when you learn to prepare, mm -hmm. uh, you well, you you do let go, but you also lose all the. I would hope on your side the impatience. For me, I lost the doubt because I went, okay, everything I'm doing, God will use in the future, and I will be ready when called. Oh, I love that. Love it. That that's that that's that faith is a verb thing yeah. that yeah. took me a long time to yeah. so and so and I don't know about you, but God has never let me down. He has always shown up in big ways more than I ever dreamed of. 
So I started just remembering what he has done. Right. Yeah, right. And 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 this is going to sound this might be a little controversial. I hope not. <laughs> I hope we don't get any le- but like it's easy to read it in the Bible and go, "Well, they did that for Noah and he did that for Moses totally. and he did that for Deborah and he did that for Esther or whoever." Yes. But he won't do it for me. Yeah. We I think, mean, that's that We think we're special. Or yeah, <laughs> like, or not so much. I know, and, right? And then and then so I would stop and actually that us writing this book helped me do that. I would go through the little thing. Oh, he showed up here. Oh my gosh, he showed up here. Yeah. He showed up here. Oh Lord, you showed up here. And so we forget what all he's done. Mm-hmm. It's yep. a remembering. It's it, it, there is something to that. Yep. Yep. In in Ebenezer Stone in scripture. Uh, or they, went, they made a marker right there so they could always come back and look at it. And that was part of what happened in, in that word prepare. I, I went, you know, looking the other direction because I was old enough. I, had, I could look both directions equal ways. <laughs> Me too. You know what Me I'm too. saying? And Me I looked too. back and I went, oh, you know those things that I thought were just a weird part of my life or mm-hmm. wasted even part? Like, mm-hmm. why did I even work there for that time? Because what right. a waste. You go, no, actually, I learned a lot of things that are being applied forward. And you go, uh, and so yeah, remembering actually is is very good. Um, oh gosh, we are just barely scratching the surface of this, aren't we? Agreed. Yeah, I love it. This but, has been one of the best interviews I've ever had. <laughs> I'll so, tell you that right now. So you got the, you got my note in the check in advance. So thank you for saying that. Okay. No, I'm no. serious. I'm serious. <laughs> okay. I'm dead serious. All right. Well, so I'm going to just point people to the website and to the book if you want to follow up with this. KimGravel.com. Uh, the book is Collecting Confidence. You can get it wherever you get books, but it, this you, you get a good taste of it today. We're not giving you the whole meal. This is just the appetizer. appetizer. So we'll, we'll jump right to the dessert uh, in, in a sense to stretch that analogy is beyond recognition. Um, what do you want people to walk away with? When somebody finishes this book and they get through all the points that we did and didn't cover, where do you want them to be? I, I want them to really take a, I don't know, an inventory of their life. Look at all your mistakes, your messes, your, everything that you've done in your life. And I want you to lay it on, just lay it on the throne, lay it at the, the feet, lay it on your table, wherever you got to lay it and let God use it because he allowed you to go through it for a reason. And I'm telling y'all, you have a big purpose. He's called you. He's called all of us for something uh, to glorify him and to and to lift other people up. And I think at the end of the day and end of our lives, that's all that matters is what we have done to show the glory of who he is. And he wants to use us. He wants us. He wants to use us. Good encouragement. And I think for anyone who is in that point, that at that point of, you know, what am I doing? Whether you're right. young right. or old or in between, to go back and sort of take the inventory reset some things remember some things maybe uh lay some things down pick some things up like your bible like you said uh Mm -hmm. good reminder thank you kim i appreciate you thank you thank you for having me absolutely and appreciate all you guys out there watching um hit the uh share button and give someone else a little encouragement today if you haven't liked follow or subscribe do that and we'll see you again next time here on life today live to receive the healing from body, mind, and code.